You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh. Yeah. Uh. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93. I'm um, a happy Jamaican fan qualifying for the next stage of the Gold Cup. And Matt is a happy USMT fan qualifying for the next round of the Gold Cup. So, But we're also two very happy Kickers fans because we saw two great goals against that Chattanooga team. It has always felt good to beat them. How are you, Matt? Doing good, doing good. You know, two goals, three points. Like you said, you know, national, you know, team stuff too. But uh, I mean, always club first. Always yeah. club first. Yeah, it is. It's always a good weekend when uh, the national teams do good, but it's a better weekend when the kickers do good. And first and foremost, let's start off with this, man. We had what an hour and a half rain delay. Um, came to kick off. Like I think they, I think it was getting ready to do the national anthem. They were just like. Yeah, we gotta actually walk up the stands. Yeah, I mean, you could see it coming. Like, there's big old, you know, dark cloud you know, over the stadium all through, you know, warm ups and everything. And then, yeah, they start and make the announcement. At, at first, it's one of those things where it's like, really, we're doing this. And then, like a few minutes later, okay, I see lightning now. I I get it. Yeah. But thankfully, it passed through pretty quick. Uh, what I think. Is the real takeaway here is how many people stuck around after the rain delay? Um, that go lie, I am shocked. I asked Chris um, at the end of the game when we were walking out. I was like, "Yo, how many? What's like? What's the official attendance?" He was like, "Yo, we almost hit six k." Like, I think I think he said it was uh, five point uh, five point eight. Yeah, like, yeah, they announced I think like fifty eight hundred two or something like that. Yeah, I was like, oh snap, but for real. And I, I asked him the question because we always talked about it on here, but like, what is an official sellout for the kickers? He was like, an official sellout is six. Right. And he was like, they were training, training, training upward, and then it just stopped like the last two days. But um, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and and most, I gotta imagine most of that fifty eight hundred was actually there at the game afterwards like yeah i'm absolutely certain some people left yeah you know, and you know, just bailed but i'd be surprised if there weren't five thousand people still in the stands uh you know when the game was up and going oh yeah I had and how, how many times in the past have you had the we've seen those rain delay games and then it's like 200 people left over after that oh yeah man I, I swear, like sometimes I go back and look at photos of like what the Red Army, what the stands look like back in like 2019, 2018. I, I never would imagine 5.8. Like our regular attendance is like 5K. Like that's yeah. insane. That's a, it that's makes insane. the game so much more fun too. It does. It does. Like the atmosphere last night was really good, especially the section though. Um, the standout for Richmond, done to Bob Marley, was that's probably my favorite chip now. That was good. That was a good one. Yeah, it's good, um, good, good to mix that one up after a while. I, I think I'm not not to get in a big old diatribe about this. I feel like the issue with the other one is the drums would drown it out all the time. And nobody could hear a word that anybody was actually saying. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe so. Um, oh man, where was I going to go with this? Oh, um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what happened on the field. Um, lineup wise, Darren stuck with the four four two diamond. Um, as I mentioned to you last night, because we were standing beside each other in section O. Um, I think I'm becoming a sicko because I I am actually liking this formation a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, it's producing good things so far, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I think they're up, the other reason why I'm liking this formation is because it it favors what the team has right now, like what, what the current group of this team is. Like, there's not – outside of Owain, there's not a pure winger on this team to play the 4-3-3. Um, and with this 4-4-2 diamond, you get probably – you get the best out of Jao, Suko, Neil, uh, and Zaka. They all can do their parts. They all can do their jobs. And you get Emmy directly in the middle where he wants to be, and you get Ryan who kind of drifts and does kind of the more heavy leg work up front. Um, and it kind of opens up the channels a little bit more for the fullbacks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, you kind of made reference to this, you know, away, and I think, you know, the one probably hardest done by the change, you know, right now because he's probably not, you know, the top choice at really anywhere yeah. at the moment. And like, he could probably play one of the forward sl- you know, slots, but uh, like even when you switch it up, like, I feel like you know, Belmar and Bentley are more natural fits for you know, either of the uh, you know, the lead forward or, you know, kind of support forward where Emmy's been playing. Yeah. Uh, so he, he might be, you know, an unfortunate victim of this, but if you know, we do need to mix it up, you know, slide him in there and we can easily shift back into a four, three, three. Uh, but overall, yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's playing to a lot of guys' strengths, you know, right now, you know, the midfielders, you know, uh, especially with Jao emerging, you know, they've shown that, you know, pretty strong players, you know, for this team and, you know, productive you know, players and it gets them all more minutes. Uh, and I think the you know other thing that you, know, you mentioned there is that it's putting, you know, opening up the wings for the fullbacks quite a bit more. And certainly on Saturday, it looks like Chattanooga, you know, their idea was, okay, you know, just like in any game, you can't take everything away from opposition. And what they were comfortable uh, you know, giving up is letting you know, Simon just run free on that right side pretty much any time he wanted to. And, you know, kind of challenging, you know, the guys were like, all right, this guy can beat us, so be it. But we're going to try to take away anything else. And yeah. – uh, I mean, it didn't dr- directly come because of that, but yeah, I think he you know, did a uh, pretty decent job you know, getting up there and you know, being able to really you know, affect the attack you know, from his right back position. Yeah, there were a few. <clears throat> my bad. There were a few moments from like uh, Meacham and uh, Simon that were like, uh, like you got to cross the ball better or. Obviously, I didn't realize it because I went to the supporters uh, meeting on Wednesday. It was actually it was really cool. It was at Three Notches. Um, but I got a chance to talk to Mitchell. And me and her were just chatting up. And I asked him a question. I was like, so how are you like, play, like playing left back? Like, you're doing a real good job there. <laughs> didn't realize it. Um, Mitchell is not left-footed. He was like, nah, I'd rather play right back. But he was like, Simon's doing such an amazing job there. I know that I can get the right back spot, so I'm learning how to play left back. Didn't realize it. Then when I watched the game on Saturday, I realized like, oh snap, he's controlling and trying to distribute most of these passes with his right foot. Um, That's a good, good catch because I didn't really notice. I knew you know, when he was at uh, you know playing college ball at Denver that he played both sides. Yeah. And so I just figured he was a guy who can switch him back with back and forth without a problem. Uh, but and he, I think it, you know credit to him because well, we're halfway through the season and we're just now noticing this and picking it up and it's only because he outright told you yeah he outright told me i was like for real like i just assumed you were just natural natural lefty <laughs> like playing like, little things like that like um what was it? i think there was a moment Mitchell was trying to control the ball and naturally like you're a left footer like if, if hornsby was there you let that ball roll across the ball you play with your left you play right up the field but there was a lot of times how Mikko he would control it with his right and then switch it to his left and like that split second, like the pass would be closed out because uh, former Richmond kicker Roddy Kraft, you pointed out to me, was playing right back in this game, and you, there was a lot of times that you could see Riley would just shift like right in front of Neil, like as soon as Mika was ready to control it, and then he would have to pass it back to Dakota, and then Dakota would go long. Um, so that was just kind of funny to see, you know, like when I was noticing and picking up, I was like, oh, okay, like that's why. But I was like, I mean, both of them did an amazing job. I think 
I mean, we talked about before. Like, the thing we want them to mostly work on is, like, the attacking output and fine-tuning all those pat, those final passes. But that's not that, man. They shut down the wings for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to think of too much you know, real danger that Chad he provided. Uh, so, yeah, I think the other thing to really be able to mention about, you know, the 11 that – uh, you played the majority of the game was that, you know, Akira wasn't out there, you know, uh, Will Paul and Quist, you know, was playing, I guess, you know, I think Akira was, uh, you know, sick, picked up a knock, something like that during the week, but, you know, Will didn't have a ton to do. He had, you know, a couple like, you know, long range shots to deal with, but he handled those relatively comfortably. You know, one of them, you know, ended up going into the post, you know, on it, which probably yeah. didn't feel that great. It was a good, it, I ain't gonna lie. It was a it was a really good save from him. I was a little concerned for him for a moment. Yeah, it, it was a good save, but also one that if he didn't make it, I think we would, would have been like, "Dude, come on!" Right. <laughs> I think we kind of put him back in, like, "All right, you're not in the visa territory, but 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 you're you're, you're close." But where, but where are you at, Akira? Yeah. Yeah, who are you out there? Um, man, I want to let's talk about Will for a second. Obviously, he had a lot of good appearances. I. I think the thing that he is let me ask this. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question to you. Do you think Akira is looking at him as like, we're gonna let you like we're cool with you letting letting you play against the bottom feeders of USL League One now? So Akira can have the rest and be prepared for the upper echelon teams like the NCFCs, the Charlottes, and whatnot. Do you think that the level of comfortability with them? Uh I think. Darren's a kind of coach where you know, if he's comfortable with you, he's comfortable with you, and you know he'll be fine with you playing a Fuego or he'll be fine with you playing you know a North Carolina, okay. right? Uh, so I don't think he's going to look at it that way. And you know the times Will has played has been times when Nakira was not available. You know paternity leave, you know getting kicked in the face, yeah. uh, you know whatever issue was this weekend. Because uh, I think we've only had what one game where you know. You know, Will was playing, and Akira was just on the bench. And that was that away Noco game. I think, yeah, I think so. I think so. No, I felt like it was a home game too. It might have been. Might. Yeah, maybe it was like one, like when he was on the paternity leave, and he was just on the bench. But Will was still playing during that stretch. That yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's <clears throat> my Um, how many more games do you think he played this season? Three. Three. Yeah. I, I probably the same there. Um, for him, I'm looking more so at probably like minutes. Like if he can rack up maybe another three hundred ish minutes, I think that'd be a good quality season for him. You know? Well, if he's playing three more games, that's two hundred seventy more minutes because oh, yeah. he's getting he's uh in three hundred minutes. I mean, he has to you know he play four you know definitely have to play four games and either that's four starts or he's coming out as a sub and I'm. Not interested in getting extended stuff. Well, I'm thinking about how Darren did it last year, where he just brought on. Um, he, he did both of them, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for like it was like one minute. This whole game it was like, all right, go play. <laughs> Maybe something like that. You close it at 300 that way. Um, if, if that happens, that means the kickers are having a great season, which is fantastic. Um, <clears throat> Dakota and Audi had a really good game. Solid. Um. I think I did mention it to you. There, there's moments in after the first PK that happened. You know, Richmond kind of. What I'm realizing now about Richmond is if they go up a goal. They want to hold up to possession. They won't force anything. Because there was a couple of chances like if Dill's breaking through. I think we both called it out where like he had Ryan breaking through the uh, back line. And it was like you can play that ball there, but it's say he cuts it back, passes it a little sideways, it kind of slows down possession. Um. As much as I love Ani, there's sometimes where I feel like he forces things or like he overcommits and then he gets himself into situations where he doesn't need to be like there was an instance of like a slide tackle in the second half that he tries to slide tackle on the ball, miss like whips on it completely. Chad Nickel player breaks through goodness. Um he takes a bad shot on goal. But it's moments like that where I'm like, all right, Ani, you gotta reel it in just a little bit. Yeah, he can be part of, you know, maybe a you know, Hollywood, you know, type moment, you know, once a game or so, yeah. which I, I think is ironic because if you just look at 
uh, you know, him and you know Dak outside of the game. Outside totally the game. You would think it would be the complete opposite. You think that uh, you know Dakota would be the flashy guy, yeah. you, know, um, you know, you know, looking, you know, uh, kind of get the you know, big time shine. And uh, I mean, on the field, they seem almost total opposite of that. <laughs> Which is so wild because if you look at it, if you look at how they are off the field, like Dakota looks like a like a substitute teacher the way he dresses at the games. Dakota is like coming in with like the fedoras and. You know, the bad boy and all of you they are total opposites. Um, you want to talk about the PK that happened the first one? Let's do it. All right. Um, first PK, <laughs> no other way how to describe it than other uh, Chattanooga player decide to wrestle Dakota to the ground in the second half. Um, I've watched it back, and I do not understand any reason why the Chattanooga player is being so physical with Dakota. Yeah, because I mean it's coming straight off of you know an Ollie Long throw, and yeah. you know, Dakota's basically you know parked you know on the you know goal line you know like seven eight yards you know from goal. So even if the ball gets to him, I don't know where he's going with that. No, because uh, if the ball gets to Dakota in that spot, only thing he, only thing Dakota's going to have to do is either try to shift that ball back into the back into the um, space, but even then it's getting headed out. So it's like. Why are you wrapping your arms around Dakota and pulling him to the ground? Like it makes no sense. Because he's a hero. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Chad man's a hero. Sure. Uh, I think I yeah I did I tweeted out at uh, halftime. Um, I was like sectional goals are coming, but I was so happy because to see Emmy put another emphatic uh, pedal in the back of that, and it was funny because Chad Newman's goalkeeper was like pointing at the corner, was like put it here, put it here, put it here, and. And we definitely put it right there past him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's almost seven goals. So I think he's third right now, top for third on a golden boot race. So yeah, he's up to seven now, and you know leaders are on eight. Yeah, this is also funny because the care. I mean, not care. Emmy's uh, doing all this with no assist. So <laughs> uh, that's, that's standard Emmy. <laughs> like he's going like prime Kobe. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna put on 42. I'm not passing this ball. <laughs> it's not what he's getting. He doesn't get paid to pass. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, I did put on the tweet line. I'm gonna stand by it. If Emmy gets golden boot, I will dye my hair blonde. All I, right, I will dye blonde. If <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like that man. Will, if Emmy wins this golden boot again. From where he started the season off with to his fourth golden boot, at that point we just got to name this trophy after him. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. So, you know, given this, I, I, this, this is tempting fate, but I feel like we're safe from our, uh, you know, off-season declarations of if the kickers actually finish eleventh, like the the models, you know, oh, uh, yeah. had them early on that you yeah. know. All buy you know Madison jerseys and wear them in public. Uh, you know we tweet um, out memes. Of, we're top of the league. We yeah. tweet. I, 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 I'm pretty confident we're not going to finish 11th at this point. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm confident in that. Yeah. Um, how, how confident are you feeling about Bleach? Uh, I'm like 60 percent there. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to just like I don't want to root against Emmy, but I'm also just like. If he wins it, that means we're in the playoffs, and that's a win in my book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so to fast forward, you know, 20, 30 minutes, how are you feeling uh, when the second PK gets called? Actually, at that point, I was like, oh, snap, he's really about to tie the lead. <laughs> but the thing about the second PK, I I was I was concerned. I was not concerned. I was confused at first. I was like, Wait, Emmy's not taking it? Like, why is he not taking it? And then he passes it off to Neil. And then I realized, like, oh, snap. Neil hasn't scored this year yet. Like, I don't think Neil had a goal or an assist yet this year, which is, well, no, he had one assist, um, but no goal yet, which is unlike him. Um, but just to take it back, even for that, how this PK happens, I don't know what the Chattanooga defender was thinking, but when Sarah, so Sarah Cousin gets the ball, he's going into the, um, I think he receives it from Fitch. 
And no, it, was from, it was from one of the central midfielders. I can't remember which one right now. Okay. Well, I know he gets the ball. He's going into the box. But for where Sarakowski's at, the only thing he can do with it is try to dribble past you, and only you have to do is stand him up and that foul. And he's, he's either going to try to cr- cut this ball back and it's going to get cut out. What the Chattanooga does is the complete worst thing you can do. Just, just two-foots it. It was just like, eh, I'm just going to put two feet into this and hope for the best. It chops down Sarakazi. And it was just like, granted, all of us were hyping section out. But we all looked at each other and was like, that was stupid. <laughs> like, why? Another hero. Right. It was like you just bailed us out for what? Like, I... Like, I understand Cash had Jimmy come back, and by far, he has not had a great uh, welcome back to USL League One. No, we, we're, we're in the Venmo era now. <laughs> yeah, we're there now. Because, um, wait, I think he started, I think his race started off with a 5 1 loss and a 2 2 comeback, lucky win against Charlotte, and now this 2 2 0 loss to us. And, and it just seemed like his team was just a self destructible based on fouls like that, man. And I mean, honestly, like, this team was trending in the kicker's way because I would say the kickers probably had a more dangerous set of chances. There were some chances that Richmond had that we um we should have had more. And we should have how can I put this? Not over dribble. You know, like definitely the chance that for us in the second half where like I think who is it? I think is it, it Sarakowski or Suko had it. But the, like in the last second they were getting ready to shoot. But they just cut it back into the box and it, it misses somebody's foot. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that doesn't narrow it down too much because I feel like yeah. stuff like that happened quite a few times. Uh, like you know, Ani had you know that you know quasi scissor kick that almost trickled in. Yeah, you know, off of a corner. Uh, Dakota had you know, I thought in real time just looked like a run of the mill shot. The replay was a lot closer to going in than I realized. Mm-hmm. You know, nice little uh, warm burner that had a little bit of a bend on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there are some other looks. I, I do feel like there are a couple other ones that we've seen, you know, a few times this year where the ball gets into the box in like a really good spot, and our guys just can't get on the end of it. Yeah, or it's like they kind of over dribble it a little bit, where it's like just take the shot, and they're trying to like, oh, I'm gonna make that. Like you, you said a bunch of like they try to make the extra pass, and it's like, yo, just just take the shot. Because yeah. it's not end up being the extra pass because the goalkeeper's going to spill it. You shoot with enough power. Um, matter of fact, I, let's talk about this. Like for Richmond themselves, why is the extra pass such a thing for them? You know, when it comes in terms of build up play, like they they pass up the good shot for trying to get the great shot, and that great shot isn't always there. You know, yeah. I think probably part of it is you do have Emiliano Terzaghi, you know out there on the field and it, we've talked about Darren's talked about it. You know, he's a guy who requires service. Like yeah. he's not, he's not a guy who's going to you know dribble the whole team himself and, you know, create something out of nothing on his own most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, keeping your head up, you know, looking to be able to see him and trying, I think sometimes, you know, guys might see that little bit of a sliver of space and think I can thread that. I can, you know, hit that. And, Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. It just doesn't come off. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of that. I want to say it, it's frustrating at times um, when they try to like you know it's just just take the chance. I will say this though, they did take some good sh- chances outside of goal. I think Zaka had a good one. Mm-hmm. Neil took two. I think Jao had one. So I mean that's something that's happening where. It's like now we're making the midfield more of a threat. We're like taking these chances um, 
you know, from outside of the box moving forward, it was just like, if the front three aren't shooting it, no one else is going to shoot it more than likely. Yeah, and sometimes you get reward for that. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, like you, I'm perfectly fine if they want to not not always shoot those, uh, but every, once in a while, you know, take those looks. Yeah, I know Dakota's going to listen to it. Dakota, you're allowed to take that shot again if, you, if you're a range. Um, <laughs> um, let's, let's move on to the midfield. Zaka, Suko. Like I said before, I mean, I say we got to protect Zaka at all costs, but you're right. Zaka does protect all of us uh, by how much he covers and whatnot. Him and Suko, man, that seemed like a marriage made of heaven, having them two in the same midfield. Like, I feel like what, for what Ryan does for Emmy, Suko kind of does the same for Zaka, in a sense. Yeah, kind of lets them focus on, you know, what they're best at, you know, and not have to worry about, like, you know, now – Zaka, I don't think he has to cover as much lateral space yeah. as he was you know, before. He's able to you know, be able to sit in the middle a bit more. And you know, Suka, I mean, you see him everywhere out there on the field. Like, I don't, your dude has a motor on him. Does he? Yo, Suko, Suko can like. I think he still might be at City Stadium right now, just going <laughs> like he'll he'll cover so much space in like a minute. And you just like, yo, I just saw him like covering this, and now he's on the other side doing that and whatnot. And then having Jow, Jow is like the little energizer bunny that helps Neil out so much and frees up Neil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing a really good job of being complementary pieces yeah. you know, to each other and you know, <laughs> understanding you know what their roles are, what they you, know, you bring to the table, when to step up, when to slide back, and uh, so far so good. Yeah, so far so good. It's, it's coming along, coming together perfectly. Um, this is the second week we've seen this four four two diamond. Any improvements you've seen on it based on last week? Because last week we were talking about it where it was like, are right, you tell us a new formation? Maybe it's that ninety minute ready. Did it look ninety minute ready this week to you? Uh, I, I mean, it's hard to say no based off of you know two nil win where Chattanooga didn't really. Threatened all too much in the entire game. I mm-hmm. think you got to consider a little bit that the level of competition dropped this week. Yeah. Chattanooga is not a very good team this year, uh, and but you can only play who you know who you're up against. And I think last week we saw that you know that midfield shape got stretched and got you know found out defensively, yeah, especially in the second half. Didn't see that you know, problem at least this time around. So, you know, to be determined how it, you know, continues to go as you know, move ahead in the schedule and, you know, play teams with a little more potent attack. You know, we got Omaha next. we got Charlotte in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they look like and also see what they look like on <clears throat> a non-city stadium field. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, always going to Union Omaha is going to be interesting in itself. Um, they got a good win. What was it, yesterday against – they play. They play oh, yeah, they play Foyle. They play Foyle. Decent one. That good one. We're going to replace that with decent one. Um, subs. Substitutions that happen. Um, we saw what Bentley come in being more, a little bit more. Do you think he could do that input, impact sub role? Do you think that fits him a little bit better this year than being an out, out and right starter? Like to try to get him restarted? Uh, I mean, yes, I think he can do the role. Uh, I mean, I think any player you want to start, and I think unfortunately for him, you know, in this formation, you know, I guess you could probably play the Sierkowski position too, but I was really thinking that, you know, he might just be stuck behind Emmy right now. Uh, but, you know, I think he's got to, you know, get in there and you know, make, you know, kind of an impact. I thought he had a good, you know, 10 or so minutes when he did come in, you know, on Saturday. Uh, you know, got around the ball a little bit. Uh, I think he had, you know, one look where you know, he had a shot blocked, you know, out of bounds. You know, so, you know, I think it's going to come for him. You know, I think it's, you know, might be frustrating in the meantime, you know, for him just not, maybe not getting the same number of minutes that, you know, he got last year. I'd been getting earlier this year. Uh, but you know, it's about maximizing the chances when you, know, you get them. And, yeah, you know, I think he's the kind of guy where, you know, he gets one, he's going to get, you know, 
two or three in quick succession. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, <clears throat> also, we saw uh, Colton Belmar return to the bench. Uh, he came on pretty late, so it's not fair to evaluate him on that. But I know Darren probably like having that option there of having her. And to be honestly, going to the front two now without the wingers on there, got a little bit more forward depth than what you had before. Because before you had, what, three three spaces, four guys. Before you had a Sarah Kelsey, now you got two spaces and you got three guys sitting on the bench that you can bring on at any given moment. Yeah, and that's not even kind of, you know, deeper guys, you know, like you know, your Olsons or your Pavones who right now, you know, unfortunately a little bit of, you know, guys without a home Yeah. on the field. Yeah, true. Uh, we also saw what Chandler came in. Um, yeah, he, Chandler got a good amount of running. Probably got like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see who he came in for. Was it Jao or Suka? I think it was Jao, but I don't totally remember. I feel like it might have been one of those two. I can't exactly remember fully, but also we saw uh, Gabe Cox come in as well. I'm trying to remember. Is this his season debut? Home debut. He got in at the end of the Fuego yeah. game. All right, there we go. Yeah, home debut. So, congratulations to him. Forgot to tweet it out last night, but congratulations to him on uh, making his debut um, in front of the home fans as well. So, hopefully we can see a little bit more of him. Um, I think – what do we say was a comfortable number of total, min- total minutes for the 18-year-old group? Because now, I mean, now we can remove Eli from that. It's only three. I think we said, like, what? Like, we said, like, 200, which I think we way overshot it. Yeah. It kind of does. I think now there might be scratching twenty. I think yeah. that maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, Gabe can embed himself a little bit more. Um, I'm assuming he's going to be a midfielder in this group because he seemed to be doing that in the, end of the Chad Moving game. Looks like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. I mean, this is a good point. Good three points for the kickers. Uh, it moves them up into third. Temporarily, like we said, because you know, Noko still has what two games coming up this week uh, NCFC, Ford, and Charlotte. I kind of those four are kind of ahead of us. We're at top of Charlotte right now, but they'll play a game on Tuesday and based on results, make three of them ahead of us. Um, how are you feeling about this month of June? It was a up and down rough. I think they got to the level of passable with this win. I'll take it. Right. Yeah. I don't think you can call it a success, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not like an outright failure either. No, no. Um, I think we started the month in fifth and we end the month in third. Um, so climb the table to two spots. But there were, like you said, there were some questionable games in there. Four game, the one knocks game. But there were also some some good, good, decent wins in there as well. Not spectacular, but good wins, good points on the table. Um, as we look forward to July, you know, how July's schedule folds out for the kickers kind of goes like this for the most part. Um, start off with one knocks. I mean, not one knocks. <laughs> Give you Omaha on the road. Then we got Charlotte at home. Doco, um, go back out there on a Saturday. Lexington, the end of the month. So four games, one, only one at home. So well, we don't have a city stadium to rely on. How are you feeling about this upcoming month? So there is that, you know, uh, communicaciones friendly in the middle of oh, yeah. all that too, which, I mean, it's going to happen. So you got to at least factor that in a little bit, you know, uh, between the Charlotte game and the NoCo game. Play the backups. You can start the starter for five minutes. Tell them to run at 25% pace. Take them out. Play all the backups. <laughs> I don't want to see Emmy going 60 in this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to see it. But yeah, it's gonna you know, be a, a little bit of a tougher you know stretch coming up. Three away games. Uh, <clears throat> you no, know Noco is good. Yeah, you know, that's gonna be a, a tough one you know, to deal with. And then you know, the one home game with Charlotte. Uh, they knocked us off you know at home. Uh, you know before, so a little a little bit trickier stuff you know coming up. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's you know this is the kind of month where. You know, the kickers can decide, are we going to, you know, potentially be contenders or are we going to be scratching for a playoff spot? Do you feel like this month you set it up to where we either, 
think you go one of three ways. I'm, I'm hearing from you. Like we can contend for top of the table, be in the middle of the pack in that playoff line, or be like, all right, uh, we might be scraping for a six spot. Like, yeah, know, pretty much because you know, like that Charlotte game's big because almost dead level with them right now. I think uh, it's not you know too different. So that's going to be you know high competition for you know a home game, maybe even a bye. You know, as the season you know, moves forward, you know, Noco, we already already said. I, right now, if you look at points per game, they're blowing everybody out of the water. They just haven't played much yeah. yet. You know, so they're just hanging around like fourth or fifth place instead. But that that's an illusion. Right now, they're going to you know move up the table unless the wheels completely fall off for them. Yeah. Uh, then you, you got Omaha, who's always been solid and they just had a struggle at the start of the year, but I'm not willing to bet that they're going to stay struggling for forever. Yeah. You know, so you can go out, you know, out, uh, you know, the Midwest and that's been a stadium that's actually surprisingly been friendly to the kickers. Which is weird. I actually, I've kind of some memorable moments there. What was it? Avon's header to win the game there. Uh, Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Comeback win. Yep. Last year. Um, Nails spiking penalty. Is there another good victory we got there? Or does it? I feel like no, because I think the only other when we had out there uh, in 21 and it didn't go great. That was at the end of the tail end of the year. You know, almost held on for a draw and then gave up two late ones. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done decent out there in Warner Park. Um, this is probably I'm not gonna say hostile, but um, this isn't the Jay Mims team that uses that pitch as well as they have in years past. Um, so yeah, four games with the maximum number of points you want out of this month to feel like it's a, it's a successful month. Uh, a successful month for me, I think, is gonna be seven. Seven. Uh, are, are we not counting Chattanooga from the other day as July? Well, yeah, I'm not because that okay. was technically June. So from June itself, we got no, that game was July one, yo. Oh, that game! Oh, snap! <laughs> you can tell my my fault. Yeah, all right, small fault. There's five. So yeah, so right, well, yeah, we already the next four games, I think seven points, you know, would yeah. you know, be a success because I'm not counting on anything from Noco. <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see. You already got three. Uh, I'm not counting that. I'm not counting the Chattanooga three. Okay. Oh, my fault. Yeah, you're right. If you just go with the four, uh, a seven. I feel good with seven points walking out. Yeah. Of this I think six could be acceptable depending on how it happens. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are tough teams in there. I think the one – if I had to – if you give me one of these games is like you have to win one, it's the Lexington one. I think that's the that's the must-win game of the month. Right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think Lexington is the must-win game of the month. Um, like, NOCO is tough. I feel like there's points to get out of Charlotte because they're struggling right now. If you go look at how they've played so far this month, um, last three games, and that'd be great. 2-0 loss to one knocks, 2-2 against – Chattanooga games that were up by two men and somehow still drew with Chattanooga. Um, and then a 2-0 loss to NCFC. So that that's a game that Richmond can go in there and kind of punch Charlotte in the mouth and get a good win out of. And yeah, especially yeah. because those were all away games and this will be an away game for them. Yeah. So um, they've been they've been solid at home, but getting out on the road hasn't been the most friendly for them other yeah, other than uh, that game, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, well, the fans let them, let us know what you think about that. Um, trying to think, what else? You say we got Connexionis. I never, I haven't heard your opinions on it. Like, what would you want Darren to do in that game? Like, how would you, how would you want him to approach that game? I, mean, I think you got to give you know, fans a little bit of a show, and but yeah, I'd rather. Let you know the depth guys get a good run out. Be damned the show. 
Mika, I know you're listening. Darren, I know you're listening. Connor, I don't know if you listen, but if you do listen. Dakota, I know you're listening. Give them 10 minutes, max. 10. You can play them in intervals. You can play the front three the first 10 minutes, take them out. Tell them, put the shoe sneakers on. I think it'd be a lot more of a challenge if if it was like a you know big English team or something like it had been in the past. You know, because I think the guys would actually be really excited you know, to play in that game. Then I I I don't mean to be disrespectful to communications. I don't know if it's gonna carry any cachet with uh you know the guys on the teams you know like oh wow we're playing the, the biggest Guatemalan team. Yeah. And that's cool. That's great. That's amazing. That's fun. Yeah. Um it can be an English thing. I don't care. Ten minutes max you get a ten minute cap. We're gonna treat this like recess. You get 15 hard minutes. Sit down, put these sneakers on. You get Hornsby, you put them in plastic wrap. Oh, no, you... Hornsby doesn't see the field. Oh, okay. I agree. Emmy, I'm kind of in the same bubble, too. Emmy, you, we yeah. can just lie to Emmy and tell him the game that happened. <laughs> Emmy's proven to be durable, though. Like, I'm not as worried about it. The, the guys who you know seem to be slightly brittle, not it. Take yeah, it down. Yeah, we put a nail in plastic wrap. Uh, you know what? The more I think about it now, honestly, I would let Belmar and Bentley start. Yeah, see so if get them going. Yeah, like let them go. I, I I I would tell Bentley like, look, I want you to prep for seventy minutes. Go, you got seventy minutes. Same with Belmar. I mean, Belmar's been good this year. He, he leads the team in with three. And what two goals, but um, bit inconsistent. Most let him go. Um, Chris Cole, let him go. This could be a good game for Dwyer, mm-hmm. uh, Cox, Jow. I'll give him 50. Suko, I think, could probably just run for days anyway, so I don't think him playing is going to hurt him. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, Suko's another one that I will have to lie to him and be like, yeah, the game's not on, on the 18th, dude. It was the 17th. You already missed it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, just lie to him. Uh, Dakota, Ani. <sighs> See, this is – because we got asked the question yesterday, like, who would we bring into this team right now to help him out? And I said, like, a left-back, center-back hybrid because they don't have another pure left-footer on that side. We got Cole. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen Cole at fullback. I, I think it's still a midfielder. <laughs> Probably so. Um, well, about, there, there's Chandler, and then there's you know, Cox, and yeah, great that he just got his first minutes. But I, I would like to have maybe a little bit more cover than just that for the midfield. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, do you think we get in one more signing? Do you think we bring in one more? Maybe because I think last year brought in you know Gordon and like I don't remember what it was like May or June, you know, and then you know, we brought in EVD late, a little bit later in the summer. Yeah. Well, also mentioned like I keep forgetting this. We still got EVD to come back, but I'm. I don't know. That's gonna... Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I still remember it because they're signed him back, but I'm like, ah, just 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 wait till next year, dude. <laughs> No, I don't want to play around without Achilles. I mean, if he can go, he can go. I just think it's a question of where is he going to fit right now. I, if you talk about this current formation, yeah, put him in midfield. Maybe like, he's a good ball carrier. He does a good, decent job defensively. He can, you know, I think like if you look at the four four two diamond, the places. Giles spot where he plays because Neil's kind of in between the two strikers. I would put EVD there. Rough all no, Neil's kind of more to the outside. Giles more so in the middle. I think EVD can play that. Like he does a good, he can be a good second striker. Okay. Um yeah, I'm trying to I'm just right now I'm just trying to think who else in the squad. Like Simon's another one. I will lie to him. Tell them the game was the 19th. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, 
I'm pretty sure Akira's not seeing the field in that game. No, that's a that's a Palmquist game. It's, yeah, Palmquist is probably gonna look a good eighty. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, what's uh, the eighteen year old uh, seated? Uh, who, by the way, had an uh, article written about him in the Richard Times, which is cool. You think he gets like twenty minutes out there? Like, go play, kid. Go I mean, because like five. <laughs> um. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. The more you think about it, the more I think about it. The depth in this squad isn't there as much as I thought it would be. Well, not that I thought it would be, but it's kind of light. But I know there's what 20 names on the roster or 23 names on the roster. But like once you get past 15, you're kind of just like, I don't think you're gonna play. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. We don't have like you know, Premier League money where you can have you know. Two full squads at all times, and yeah, that's true. That's true too. So, um, right. you ready to hop into you know uh, your top threes? Yeah, I am. I'm really excited for this one. Um, outside of it just being a victory podcast, um, I am excited to talk about the top threes. Um, right. so I'll start. Um, so number three, um, three points. I'm going to give it to Will. Um, he made some important saves. He was strong off his line. Um, made some good punches in the air. Um, had some good quality saves, helped direct the back line when the back line was uh, trying to pass the ball out the back. Like, Simon's one pass that I did not know where he was passing it to. Could not tell you. I don't think Simon can tell you where he was passing it to. Um, two, I will give it to uh, – I will give it to Suko. Um, he did a lot of hard running in this game. Um, so much so that uh, – Chattanooga players were trying to foul him and weren't successful in it. Um, and he had a lot, a, good, a lot of good week on playing, giving the ball off to Neil to let him get dangerous and whatnot. And then my one, I will give it to um, Dakota. Um, cleaned up a lot of balls in the air. Um, had a good chance on a goal. Um, and once again, you can tell why he's a good veteran center back to have in the roster. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, this—I mean, this was a tough one, you know, be able to narrow it down because a lot of guys played well. You know, so yeah. some some weeks it's really easy. Some weeks it's hard for the other reason of how do I get to three guys? Uh, but you know, for me, uh, I gave my three you know, to Suko. You know, a lot of the same reasons you had. I thought he was everywhere. I thought he was you know really doing a good job of. Pulling the strings in the midfield, you know, really, you know, running things in transition, you know, quite a bit. Uh, I was really impressed with what he brought to the team this week. Yeah. Uh, my two, uh, I went with Neil. Okay. You know, you know, not only did he get on the score sheet, uh, but again, midfield, he really, you know, did a good job of holding the ball, you know, advancing the ball into the attack, you know, finding, you know, you know Jake, you know, moving up, you know, the, you know, touch line, you know, being able to connect with Emmy, connect with Ryan up front. Uh, you know, it started to look a little bit more like classic Neil Vignoles. Yeah. And then my one, I gave it to Emmy. Uh, he, he got the goal, but I think the, uh, the other thing that I liked, and you know, I asked him about this in the post game, is, you know, why did he give up you know, that second penalty, you know, to Neil? And you know, he said, it's be, you know, because, you know, you know Neil is his. Uh, you know, brother, he wants to be able to see him do well, and he knew it would be important, you know, for you know, Neil to you know be able to uh, you know, get himself you know you know going and you know work to continue to build that confidence out there. Uh, I don't think anybody in the world would have blamed Emmy if he took that penalty. You know, got his eighth goal, you know, went up the stats, but he was already you know, thinking you know bigger than that, and you know really looking at the team side of things. So uh, that portion of it too, you know. Decide that deserved a one point. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't disagree on that. Yeah, um, but I mean, like you said, there are lots of other good options. Like I considered Dakota, you know, considered, uh, you know, Ryan, you know, you know, you know. So, you know, plenty of uh, you know choice, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, it's better to have a lot of good choices than uh, I think. Sometimes we did is we had no choice. We're like. Like, yeah, we might be skipping this week. <laughs> yeah, so this guy had that one good pass this game. I, I, sure, him. Yeah, him. Pick him. Oh, um, so I, I mean, outside of that, not too much to really speak on you, Omaha. Um, the kind of the 
I wouldn't say having the same seasons as us, but I felt like it was a game that could go either way. Um, it'd be great if Richmond could get a win out of there on the road. A draw is not the end of the world. Either. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, draw is not the end of the world. Um, anything else for you, my good man, before we uh, wrap up? No, I mean, like I said, uh, it was, you know, great fireworks show after the game oh, yeah. you know, on Saturday. Uh, you know, great crowds sticking around. You love you know, to be able to see that and you're know, just keeping the you know, good momentum in the stands going. Uh, we've said it before, but uh, you know, camp and the whole you know, back office team, they're, they're doing great, great work this year because you compare what city stadium looks like now versus what it looked like even a few years ago. And it's night and day. Yes, it is. It's totally night and day. Um, it's, it's a testament to the hard work they're doing. The crowds are growing. They're being steady and consistent. Because I'm not going to lie, like, the first 5K crowd, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's home opener. But then when you start seeing them um, being consistent, you're kind of just like, oh, no, they're here to stay. And I think the biggest indication is the amount of, like, kickers gear. Not just jerseys, but, like, gear I'm seeing. I'm seeing, like, shirts, hats, like, old school kickers jerseys coming into the crowds. Like, it's like, oh, snap, like. Now this is dope. Yeah, people are actually, you know, you're not just here for the day. Yeah. Yeah. And people want to come out to the tailgates and whatnot, which, by the way, come out to the River uh, Red Army tailgate. It happens at the bottom of the hill, right near the away team player entrances. Come by there, hang out with us, get a beer, get a hot dog, have some good time. But, um, yeah, Matt, as always, it's always a pleasure to do the show with you, my good friend. Likewise, oh, more fun on these weeks than uh, some of those other ones, but let's do more of these. Yeah, thank you. Podcasts are cool. Um, next week's show, I won't be on, so we'll have Alex from uh, League One Updater uh, on the show to talk about a hopeful Richmond win, uh, which would be awesome. So, with that being said, for Matt and myself, we will holler at you guys uh, next week after our kickers, uh, kickers win. So, holler at y'all, be easy. Be safe.